Yo, 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 what up, baby? Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, events, filmmakers. Uh, we got a filmmaker in today. Um, yeah, man, it's last time we had La, La Santa Madre. I think that was all right. I feel bad. <laughs> putting myself on. Anyway, today in the studio, we're going from music to film. Today's in here sitting in front of me is Ivan Ramirez, local filmmaker. What's up, Ivan? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, welcome in. <laughs> this is cool. It's been a long time coming. I know a couple months ago when I reached out to Rob from Masa Fuerza Raza, and I was like, dude, I want to start rebuilding my my schedule here. Like, I want to get back in the studio every week. You know, COVID is now officially done. Yeah. Biden said we cleared it. It's over. It doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. And uh so I want to get back into it and immediately he was like, dude, this has to be your first one. This has to be your first one. Um cuz I think it was right around the time you were you were you premiered your film at the Bearded Bean. Mm-hmm. Did you do it at his Did you also screen it at his at Masa's indie basement thing or have you done anything in the indie basement? Um or was it just the Bearded Bean thing? So it was just the only premiere I had for that El Amor Que Queda was at the Bearded Bean. Oh, okay. The only release that we did. Okay, but yeah, but he was like, you got to get him. And I was like, dude, I saw the flyers for this. I I genuinely couldn't go. I, I honestly had some other maybe MBFC match or something. Yeah. But I had some other prior engagement already for that day. Because when I first, when it was first, when I first saw it, I was like, I'm in a, a, a you know short film screening in old town salinas like that's right up my jam man um but anyway i wasn't able to go but i did you were nice enough to share it with me you know today so i got to see it so i'll get you know i know what it's about but before we get into that i want to rewind and get into you you know like again i always this is salinas underground podcast i want to i like to hear people's salinas story you know how they're connected to salinas and i believe when before we hit record, you were saying that you were you were born in Salinas. Yeah, born and raised. So born and raised in Salinas. Um, what high school did you graduate from? LSO, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Damn. I yeah. Holy crap. That's <laughs> that's when you feel. That was like oh, six man. years ago. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, it wasn't the dude, but well, I graduated in two thousand five, and I still feel like I'm so young, and I'm like, man, dude, what am I gonna do when I grow up? Mm-hmm. I gotta stop using that joke. I've been, I've had three hundred episodes. People are gonna be like, you know, how many times <laughs> you use that joke, bro? <laughs> Grow up! It's been ten years, dude. Yeah. But anyway, that's cool. So, born and raised on the east side, then? Yeah. So I grew up on a neighborhood just on the right side of LSO High School. It's around, um, right behind Food for Less. Okay, ah, what some people would call the new east side. Yeah, the new east side. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I get a lot of hate, but uh, really, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. I still consider it Eastside because, you know. It, it is. Yeah. Well, not Montebella, though. Ah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, it's all part of, <laughs> geographically part of the Eastside. Culturally, it might be different. Yeah. Um, dude, that's cool. So you growing up on the Eastside, so would you grow up with cameras in your hand or, or how did that? Um, Were you that kid that was always drawing or something? Not until I hit um, middle school, seventh grade. I didn't have like a camcorder, but I had like an old Android that I used to shoot my my films on, and um, I was more of a like watch a lot of movies as a young kid. And the only DVDs that we had around was the old uh, was the original um, Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so I would watch that movie like, repeatedly. <laughs> as a kid. 
Dude, that's a good one. So, okay, so you were always drawn to movies as well then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do nothing but just watch straight-up movies every day after school. I would skip the homework and I would get in trouble. But, you know, it's all worth it because that's how I fell in love with movies, just keep watching them, you know? And back then, will you go to, like, was Blockbuster still around or how would you get the movies? Actually, yeah, we had a Blockbuster by the Food for Less where I used to live at until they closed, uh, I don't know when. Like 2008. There used to be three blockbusters on Baranda alone, yeah. dude. That's crazy. I remember that. They used yeah. to, three blockbusters. That was so cool, man. There used to be a Hollywood video on Constitution. Yeah, that was like one of the ones that held out after yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. When I was a kid, man, we would go to a place called ComSource Video. Really? <laughs> Shout out to ComSource Video. Yeah, ComSource Video, man. And it was VHSs, too. Oh, shoot. It was VHSs and... I don't know if they had. Yeah, they did have one on the east side. That um, the laundry mat that was that's uh, right next to the Cardenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that used to be a video city. <laughs> that was a big that, old. That was a huge ass. That giant uh, building. Yeah, that was a big ass freaking rental store. Anyway, that was cool. So all right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger. What else? What's what's your? So you like action movies? Then is that your? Um, I'd say I like I like all type of genres. You know, I don't want to. You know, zeroing on one's genre. Um, if I had to pick one, probably like the like dramas. Like I really like like real life stories. Um, so I like uh, realism in movies, and I like when movies take a lot from like real life um, aspects. You know, have you seen a movie called Ya No Estoy Aquí? Yeah, yeah, it's a good one, dude. Yeah. What a great that. That's like yeah. you're literally like in a, a chunk of his life. It's so interesting because mm-hmm. it's. Sometimes it's even slow, you know, but yeah. and, and actually this your movie, your your film has this as well as the, the way they use the sound, mm-hmm. man, the way they use. I don't know who the, the filmmaker actually was. I, I, I should know because I'm praising the movie so much. But, yeah. dude, that for that kind of movie, you know, you're in this guy's life for, I don't know, maybe a year, two years or something. Not that long. No. But, yeah, wow. It, it, it was such an amazing. Oh, OK. So. All right. <laughs> and, that, and you've seen it that's a, that is a good one yeah it's a really good movie um i believe the kids from monterey right he, yeah he yeah. he was like a, a welder or something the dude wasn't even an actor they just like liked his look oh, or yeah, something yeah. and and yeah he was also a dancer that was yeah. already his thing the cholombianos right yeah, yeah. dude that, yeah that thing was that thing was so awesome so anyway so okay drama dude that's cool anyway when you mentioned drama i was like that was that's one of the more dramatic movies yeah. it had some so intense scenes mm-hmm. and so when you said that i was like oh crap if you haven't you about to you about to love it <laughs> no yeah i've seen it like twice man i can't i can't stay away from it it's so it's, good it's inspiring yeah and um so anyway so that that's what you would that's what i'm thinking like let's say it's a sunday afternoon it's like it like it was for the first three months of the year all raining so you don't want to go out and do anything what's the movie that you would put on you could watch if it doesn't matter if you have it or not. You you have a magic Rolodex. Oh man, what would you put on? Um, I don't know. I'd say something comforting, something. I don't know, like the like the cloudy days and the rainy days get me kind of down sometimes. So I'd put something funny on. Um, uh, like one of my comfort movies is actually McFarland USA, about the the runners in McFarland. The farm workers, the farm. Have no. you heard that one? That's no, a, no. So it's are they Raramuri? 
Huh? Are they those Raramuri people? No, no, no. So it's uh, like to run. It's about some kids who run cross country, and um, they never had cross country in their school. It's called the McFarland High School, and some white guy comes in, and he's like, you know what? I want to, you know, I don't want to teach, I don't want to coach football, so I'm going to start a team where a bunch of these kids run because I see them run from working in the fields, and then they work, and then they run to school in, in the morning, and you know, so. Um, that's a comfort movie that I watch with my dad. It's a it's a very funny movie and very inspiring. What what yeah. is it called? McFarland, USA. McFarland, USA. Yeah. McFar- is that Texas? No, it's like it's actually north from here, I think. Really? Yeah. What? McFarland, USA. Yeah. I gotta have to look that up. If it's streaming on Netflix, I know what I'm doing tonight. Um all right, so you grew up ah, man, it's weird because I don't wanna Growing up on the east side, you you don't want to do the same. You know, oh, like oh, did the did, was it struggle? You know, did you see the violence? Did that influence you and all that? Mm-hmm. Because I I lived on the east side till I was eleven, yeah. and then when eleven, I moved to the north side, and even that was a pretty rough neighborhood I lived in as well. But it was like it was just a neighborhood. Like I don't have any of these crazy. I mean, sometimes yeah, like when it like fights or something down the street or something, you know. But like I I, I don't know. Like, do you feel being from the east side and how, I, I guess, like, what can you say? Because just, just today, I I read a story where they're trying to build a new library for the Monterey County Historical Society. Mm-hmm. Monterey County Historical Society is right there right on Baranda, you know, right on the edge of town. And yeah. super awesome thing they do, you know. They gather the history of this county. It's a very historical county. But it, it was an interesting comment that one of the one of the guys that was getting that library built was like, like, dude, like, we have professors here and we have money here, but the thing is, it's hard to get them to come to Salinas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird to me that there are literally people that refuse to come to Salinas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if it's some, like, if you're guaranteed bad stuff's gonna happen. And I'm like here in Salinas, like looking around, like where's all this bad shit? <laughs> exactly. Where's all this bad shit that people are scared of, bro? Like, yeah. oh, that guy's over there yelling. Maybe, maybe that's the bad thing they're scared of. I don't know. Um, but basically, like, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to phrase this this question of like, what what's your East Side story? Was it you know for you? What were you constantly? getting beat up or like were you scared or what, what what i guess that there you go what was life like growing up on the east side for you um honestly and i mean i'm not trying to get too personal yeah. or whatever you know if you're like <laughs> you know i don't know anything basically yeah i guess you know my, my parents were always protective over me so i wouldn't stay out late with my friends i would you know they would have me um come home early after school if I wasn't doing wrestling practice, they would, you know, have, they were the ones that would always pick me up, even though I, you know, lived close to uh, LSO. So they were always um, protective. I don't have a crazy story, but um, yeah, there's been, you know, plenty of shootings uh, right down from my, from where I live. Um, and, you know, I've been kind of lucky to kind of stay away from you know, that type of violence, but, um, um, and it's not that, I mean, is it? Well, I don't want to speak with you because for me, I didn't find it that, dude. And then the nineties was fucking hardcore, fucking crazy in Salinas. Yeah. And even again, around you graduated twenty seventeen, so like 2010, 2012 type was pretty crazy around here as well. Yeah. Um, but 
Man, I'm all like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. But, but yeah, I mean that. I don't know. I don't want to get too far. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm I'm doing an episode for somebody in PG trying to <laughs> trying to be like the Salinas Tourism Board or whatever. Um, but but I don't know. To me, it was, it was just another neighborhood. You mm-hmm. know, it was just another neighborhood. It definitely did have it, its its rough parts, but it's yeah. like. But the sport you did, you did sports. Yeah, I did wrestling. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I played football as well. I'm like trying to fight because I also did have the those conservative type. Well, my mom really, she was really the only one around. But mm-hmm. same deal, you know, can't stay out late or whatever. And I can't. I'm like, damn, is that the key? Mm-hmm. Is that a good parenting? Is always. Yeah. That's crazy, you know. Now I'm like having this epiphany. Everyone's like, yeah, having good parents makes good kids. You didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, good and, Mexican parents. Yeah, good Mexican parents. And did your parents work a lot of hours? Yeah, my mom was actually going to school. She was getting her bachelor's and uh, to to become a teacher. What? Yeah, and she was always working. Uh, she works at the she worked at this di- the district, but until recently, she just became a second grade teacher. And I'm super mm. proud of her. That's so cool. Yeah. And my dad, he's always working. He works at a Ramirez Insurance. He works at an insurance company that my uncle owns called. Ramirez Insurance, my last name, and he's works every day except for Saturdays. So, and he like sells insurance and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, he was doing that when you were a kid too. Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, I was born, he actually before I was born, he was you know he was working at Taylor Farms and Fresh Express just to put food on the table. Um, you know, he's working nights. He even worked at Round Table delivering pizzas. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, but um, ever since uh when I was born he got that job with my uncle uh selling insurance and he's been with them ever since he's still there today damn and did your parents meet here or in mexico uh they actually met here yeah that's cool and are they from mexico no no they're they're born here my grandparents are from mexico oh really yeah. what you're well, second generation is that make you second generation yeah third I think generation. Is, yeah damn, like, you had a leg up <laughs> <laughs> barely up in us <laughs> and they yeah. speak spanish yeah, yeah, that's they cool. They speak Spanish. Spanish. They taught you Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I lost my Spanish a little bit because they put me in. You know, in elementary schools, they have dual emergence, and then they just have the regular English classes. Uh, my mom put me in the English classes. I don't know why, and that's what kind of led me to le- lose my Spanish. But you know, um, I'm kind of like learning as I go. You know, all the jobs that I've worked over uh, ever since I graduated high school um, required me to speak Spanish, so that's why I'm slowly like relearning how to you know Dude, get I've, back into the groove of it yeah i don't have kids so i learned about dual immersion later in my life and mm-hmm. i'm like why is it every <laughs> like every parent i've ever talked to is like yeah my kid was in dual immersion and yeah. they're they know more than me and i'm just like why don't we do this for everything i don't yeah, get it exactly. i don't get like obviously there's a benefit here everybody sees the benefit mm-hmm. and living in california knowing english and spanish yeah. it just makes sense yeah yeah I don't, it's, it's it, necessary. Yeah, I don't know why my mom put me in the English courses, but you know, it's all good. Well, I know, I do for like my mom. Some, and I'm not speaking for yours, and yeah. either my mom either. That, some people want their kids like they're they're ashamed of their accents and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So they don't want their kids to stand out, you know. They want mm-hmm. them to sound. Yeah. But it's like, but now I have an accent in Spanish, dude, and I get made fun <laughs> of even more. Like the Mexicans are way meaner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I find when uh, when I pronunciate my words, like you can hear like the the accent, you can tell that Spanish was my first language. Um, yeah, there are some, and so, I mean, sometimes you just get stuck, and you're like, I don't know how to say it in English, but 
it's this in Spanish, yeah. you know, and it's like, I don't know what it, <laughs> and it, I don't know, I think it's cool because it just allows you to communicate easier, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, okay, so, and how was, do you have a lot of friends and stuff? Were you a popular kid? I wouldn't say I was a popular kid. You're in I was, sports. I was, I was like the weird, awkward kid in, high, in college. Dude, yeah. It's the high school. My, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I was always the weird kid, and, you know, teachers didn't like me because I was quiet. Or because I didn't know how to answer something. But uh, most of my friends were wrestlers. So that's why, you know, we formed like a like a little brotherhood with the wrestlers. And, um, yeah, that's who I was. So, actually, <laughs> I want to real quick back to this whole Mexico thing. So did yeah. you grow, did you go, have you gone to Mexico? Is that a normal thing? Yeah, I've, I've gone a couple, I've, I haven't, it sucks because I haven't, you know, been there too too often but i actually went recently last year around this time um i went to go and i didn't go to where my parents were or their, their parents were from i went to where my girlfriend's from uh mecca jalisco um, oh okay yeah and then we went to go visit tequila you know Hell yeah and um you know michoacan uh we went i went over there for two weeks but it, it's nice revisiting um even though i'm not from those places it's just nice going back and seeing um like the motherland, pretty much. Right? Yeah, the culture and, dude, the food, bro. Yeah. I mean, I not that I know of. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a border rat. I stay, I stay by the border. Mm -hmm. But, again, the Mexican cuisine is just some of the best in the world, yeah. man. And to go down to, especially like a place like Michoacan, which is a yeah, you can't like beat a big it. Yeah. food center. Yeah. All right. So, kind of, we got your story there. We I work, you know, from Salinas parents worked hard to get you where you are mm -hmm. but and so you graduated al sal and, and you didn't go to college I, I tried to you know i tried to go to school in sacramento for a semester but i couldn't do it you know uh i just kept getting into a lot of trouble and i wasn't going to my classes so i moved back um around december um but um i did enroll into Hartnell so i could take some film classes some history classes but um you know, I, I school has never been like a strong suit for me. Yeah. So that's why, like, I I struggle with like keeping up with classes, the homework. Um. So you know, I'm I'm kind of taking <laughs> like a permanent break right now, just working <laughs> and working on my my film, my films, and you know, my script writing. Yeah. Uh, hell. Okay. So and then, how long after you came back from Sacramento did you do your first movie, or is I, this one your first? So. This is like my first big one, like the first um, premiere that you know people actually came out to see. Um, but it, I, when I was in Sacramento, I did a short horror film that was super cheesy, <laughs> but um, no one saw that because it's just on YouTube and has like forty views. But yeah. um, um, so when I moved back, I was just like, I didn't know what to do. So I, you know, I had this feeling of like I wanted to just create. But um, for some reason, I, I couldn't. I didn't have the friends at the time. So I was just, like, writing and, you know, watching a lot of movies, getting inspired, um, watching a lot of YouTube videos about filmmaking. And um, it wasn't until recently, like, in August or in the summer of last year, you know Carlos Castro? Yeah. Yeah, he reached out to me saying um, if we wanted to, if he wanted to collab on a, on a, on a video, well, in a video where I would incorporate his photos and I would, you know, shoot some like stock footage of Salinas, but um, yeah. I just didn't want to do like a boring video of just like of settings and places. I wanted to add a story to it. And that's where 
El amor que queda came from. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, because that's another thing. And and I guess that's a great, great segue into to that the film. Mm -hmm. um, because in watching it, I was like, this is... Because the, the story itself, it, it's basically uh, this young woman getting ready for a date mm -hmm. as she's having an existential crisis and kind of... Uh, questioning herself and and her place um but it was interesting to me it was a, as much an ode to selena's or about selena's as it was of of talia's story of her existential crisis mm -hmm. um so that that's what i was just like oh this is this is neat you know it, it has it reminded me a lot of um Kind of like, well, not Training Day. This, I mean, I'm okay, I'm going to compare it to Training Day because Training Day, and I, th I think the guy's name is David Ayer, the yeah. guy that wrote it. David Ayer. Um, he's from L.A. So, like, mm -hmm. he, I, I feel that he captures L.A. in a way that a bunch of other people can't. Like, you see the same backdrops over and over and over again, but yeah. when you see training day and also as silly as this sound his movie the tax collector the tax with shia labeouf yeah yeah the, the movie was it was pretty good it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be but the 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 visuals mm -hmm. of, of east la especially yeah. it was it was these scenes of la and you could see the 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 mm -hmm. the you know the downtown in the background so you, you were obviously in la but the foreground was so unique and different and it was a part of la that you had never seen yeah. and it was like dude only someone that's from there would be able to capture the soul of it in that way and basically that's that's what i was getting some of the shots in in your film mm -hmm. they were i was like dude yeah somebody that's not from here wouldn't have thought to get these shots there mm -hmm. Um, especially i i think the the one where she was buying the flowers and it was it was right there on alisal right you know at the the edge of the monument parking lot and you just it was very brightly lit you know and you just had the somehow the the shopping center in the back was just framed so nicely and yeah. and i don't know I, i i was like this is a shot that again i somebody if you're not from selena's you drive by that it just looks kind of like a like a like a kind of gritty urban corner you know it's very busy there's, there's there's a lot of foot traffic and car traffic and there's like all these little businesses so it looks like a lot going on but really if you stop and slow down and look at it there's there's some really cool shots and anyway you were that was one thing you were able to capture selena yeah. so so again from the view obviously of someone else from here yeah um that was my intention i just want to bring light to uh To like the the little things, the mundane things in life, you know. For example, that you brought up the the flower stand. That's something I would pass every day going to work, going to school, going to go to my house, um, and yeah, I just wanted to just bring light to the community and because it that's a place where a lot of people go to, and um, I just wanted to show it off in a way and pay tribute to. Like, that's where I get my flowers when it has all the credits at the end. I was oh, like, yeah. yep, those people been there. It's Yeah, the lady sitting. That's funny. They stay out there as long as the lady is, is warm enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. how long are you out there? And the guy's like, I don't know. Sometimes my wife gets cold and we got to go home. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, so even cool. She's sometimes there in the rain. Shout out to Magdalena. She's the one that was in the film. She has that stand. Um, yeah, she's even there in the rain. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, they've been there forever. Yeah. And yeah, if you're going to spend 20, 40 bucks on flowers, go spend it there. Yeah. And, 
because it's so cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, all right, the supermarkets or whatever, they got their flower arrangements. But, like, there you can customize it, you know? You can say, dude, I got 50 bucks, dude. I got 50 bucks. I got three days for this birthday or something. Yeah. And they'll make you something custom. And that's, to me, that's worth way more than the 50 bucks. Like, yeah. you could go spend 50 bucks at the Safeway. And they have the same one in this one in San Jose, San Rafael, and all this. And it's even a it's a smaller bouquet too. You get a giant oh, bouquet from the, from the lady. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And again, and you're helping a small business, and, yeah, exactly. and that, that's what I really, really enjoy. Um, well, how and so that that came about again. They wanted to show off because that's where again you move back. How how did you start meeting these people? How did you start building this group? Well. Um, Actually, one of my buddies from high school, uh, his name is Johnny. He's he's a musician, but he's always been interested in the arts, and um, I think he's always he's always been like reaching out to me, like wanting to work on. Is a, he shot by Johnny hmm? on Instagram? Is he shot by Johnny? No, oh. his name is Johnny Ordiano. Oh. He's horrible, Johnny. On ah, damn, <laughs> no, that's his Instagram <laughs> name. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, yeah, I, I have this, you know, Johnny. He would he always like hits me up to like. We'll collaborate on something um so it started with him it started with him having conversations with him and and carlos again he you know he reached out to me wanting to collaborate um and and i reached out to one of my mentors his name is hector reyes i don't know if you know hector reyes he's a he hector the, films yeah yeah, yeah. hector, yeah, hector films. films he does the films for backyard footy mm-hmm. uh hugh roberts company hugh roberts is the captain of monterey bay fc yeah. Really, really great person. Mm-hmm. You know, again, really lucky to have that guy play, playing around here. But yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I met. He a, does great work, man. Yeah, awesome job. He's a great cinematographer. That's why I actually met him in in high school. He came to speak to my avid class, um, and it was just the way that relationship you know came to be with Hector is that um, I got his number a long time ago, and and I reached out to him. Um, hoping that he would come and help me out, you know, shoot the film because I don't, I don't have the money for like an expensive camera. Mm-hmm. I know he has a lot of uh, equipment, and you know, he really hooked it up. He uh, he was like down with like the the story, and he was up for it. And mainly because he was like a nice guy, he's like one of my mentors. He you know, whenever he can, he would teach me a lot about film. Yeah. Um, and then um, I met these other guys just by um, um, I don't know. They, they, a lot of people have come up to me after the premiere wanting to collaborate and I have also met people through there and I would reach out to them. Um, like I did a music video for Flaco Alejandro. Yeah, I saw, I saw that recent, yeah. that was, and again, that was you. That was another one of those that I was like this, who was, oh, it's actually Samantha from the 831 Comadres yeah, podcast yeah. that said the same. She was like, dude, you could tell that this was shot from, by somebody from Selena's mm-hmm. like, they got the shots in that music video of like, like very traditional Selena shots. But again, it wasn't in front of the Rodeo or some <laughs> shit, you know, yeah. it, it was something that if you're from Selena's, you would immediately recognize. Like the swap meet, huh? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's something that not a lot of people um, see on TV or film. So that's why I wanted, a, I wanted that exact, you know, shot of them walking through the, through the little shop. So, so I can just, you know, put a light on it. And yeah, and it's so iconic because if you've lived on the east side, dude, you've shopped in that swamp meet mm-hmm. yeah. dozens of times. Yeah. You've gotten freaking Bionicles or some shit. <laughs> Candies and stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. 
bootleg t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> the, the club the pro club t-shirts and the, the hats yeah yeah dude that that's like a pretty legendary hat and t-shirt place like right when you walk into in the middle entrance to the right yeah. <laughs> i don't know the dude's name but they've been there for a long long time dude so all right so you yeah that's cool you gather all these people to, and that's what in this area is 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 trips me out there's so much talent and again i'm trying to trying to think in like i said in in the film because it's an interesting style the film itself Talia really speaks only like a one one line, I believe, in the whole twenty four minutes. Mm-hmm. Most or one actual line, because most of it is she's narrating it, mm-hmm. and um, which I thought was so so neat because it it reminded me first of all, it reminded me a lot of if like I was speaking, not telling you before, I, I write a lot usually in my journal, and yeah. my journal it's a very personal thing, so it's a very it's a different type of writing, and it's it's a yeah very open mm-hmm. uh, as weird as it sounds because it's personal but it's very open because I, I i feel i feel pretty safe in my journal space you know and anyway the way that she was talking about it it totally felt like someone was reading like three or four pages of my journal you know it's like this is neat so i liked that part of it you know of, of how that was presented um because you could hear you could hear 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 her in her world like when she was going throughout her day she was making her coffee and all this you could hear the sounds so it 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 kind of brought you into it you know into her you know it didn't seem like a dream state you know it seemed real but then she was kind of narrating her thoughts you know throughout it it was interesting and and again another thing it, it kind of reminded me of that i again it has inspired me and it sounds silly as hell but it's the cartoon doug oh yeah i don't yeah. know if that's the old nickelodeon you, show yeah not the old Nickelodeon show. What are you talking about? The one that was a, when I was with a kid, the normal Nickelodeon show. No, but again, now he was a he was a writer. So yeah. every episode was him was him telling a story. It would start off with "Dear Journal," you know. Yeah. Today, this is this, and then yeah. they would tell the story. So it was neat because you every story number one you it it wasn't the complete story because it was from Doug's point of view. Mm-hmm. So like he, he told it his way and then it allowed him to go off and say, you know, created quail man and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, it, it, it totally reminded me of, of that. It reminded me of my childhood of like, dude, this is one of my favorite cartoons growing up was presented in this format. Yeah. Um, what, what, what made that decision to do it that way? Um, it's interesting that you say that. Um, it sounds like she's reading from a journal because a lot of what she says comes from a journal entry that I that I have in my notebooks. Um, and it also came from um, Thalia, the main actress, uh, Jackie Leon. She also provided a little bit of a you know of her own journal entries. Um, we kind of like mixed it together to create this um, this narrative that Thalia says in her head. Um, um, what kind of drives me to 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 do it that way is because you know I'm always I'm a person who's always thinking and I'm always just like you know saying all these things in my head and I'm while while I go out through my my daily daily things. Um, I recently just, found out that not everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. I've I tripped out. Yeah. I thought because I do as well, and yeah. I thought everybody did. Yeah, me too. But um. That's also the reason why I wanted to to do is so I can just give an insight of the way I see the world, you know, the way Thalia sees the world. Um, and I just tried my best to, like, um, 
do it accurately because I know, you know like you said, not a lot of people have an inner monologue. Yeah. Um, so that's what, something I wanted to explore, like the narration in a movie. Okay, yeah, because it totally, yeah, it totally comes across like that because, and also much, much credit to Jackie because that I think that's even more difficult mm-hmm. as an actor is being expressive. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. You know, sometimes you use words, you, you can... You can make the word sound a certain way and get a certain feeling out of people. But when when the words are kind of separated from you, like they're just looking at you, like it was on her to put the emotions, you know, so it comes up. So it came across as these are her inner thoughts, you yeah. know, and and I, I thought she did an excellent job because I could easily tell that I was. Yeah, it was a couple minutes in and I was like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing her inner monologue like this as she goes throughout her day. And she did a great job, again, portraying that because I know sometimes that's not the easiest. That's why some I know stage actors sometimes look down at film people mm-hmm. because they're like, yeah, dude, we get only one shot. And, like, and again, and you have lighting and colors and all this other tricks to make you look interesting where if I'm on the stage, it's just my face, you know, my mm-hmm. expressions. And, yeah. and, again, I thought she did an excellent job. And then with film, um, since we're not recording, like, actual – a dialogue in the scene, I was able to read off some of the the monologue that she says so that she could kind of like feel in that moment, whatever is being said, she's going to act it out. Like uh, there's a scene where she's like kind of walking around the room and she's like deciding what to paint. It's after she finishes eating. Um, she's like kind of like walking, pacing back and forth in front of the canvas. And she's like deciding on what to paint, but she can't find inspiration. So then she, you know, she, decides to distract herself instead um so that's like something that's a, an example of a scene where i would read off um a little bit of the monologue so she could get into character and um that's you know who made that who made that food oh the, she did the it was all done on camera she, yeah. <laughs> it looked good yeah. man it looked good some of those shots i was like dude all of a sudden it's like a food network show <laughs> yeah that was my intention i just wanted to, again i want to Show off our culture and, you know, uh, show off the food that we eat. And we get a lot of hate because we used um, a metal spatula on a, <laughs> on a pan. I got a lot of people telling me that you're supposed to use, like, a wooden spatula or whatever. But um, I don't care. Really? What? Yeah. I'm I'm a cook and I love my wooden utensils on, on metals, metal uh, pans and stuff. I mean, I didn't notice that. No? Okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> just, it looked, I just thought it looked good. Yeah. Um, dude, that was cool. So that's that's a that, and it's twenty four minutes. So it was a, a a long. How long did that take to film? Was it all one day? No, actually, it was like spread out through like a month. Damn. Yeah, because we worked around uh, people's schedules. Um, yeah, so we kind of like had to schedule according to like when people were free, and um, it took like a couple months to like plan it out before we even started shooting. Hmm. And again, we were talking a lot of the shots that are, are Selena's, so Selena centric, and so a lot of them are out in public in Salinas. Was that an issue with the city or anything? Did you have to get permits, or did you just do it? Did anyone give you crap? No, we just guerrilla it, you know, run and gun. Yeah, um, we were lucky that people um, in this shoot, people weren't like um, telling us to stop, or people weren't bothering us. Um, uh actually i don't know who it was but some guy came up to us when we were filming at the farmer's market and i guess he's like the 
put the one who puts it on and he's like yeah you guys go ahead i don't know he's giving us permission so i thought it was fine oh really? um, yeah so um yeah we didn't have much trouble um we the only thing we had to get permission for was to work shoot at the the fields out in prunedale oh okay and, um and that's pretty much it the rest of it was just like guerrilla filmmaking like on the on the spot you know running running gun i was trying to figure out where that was because man that the background of those yeah. fields is i was thinking it was farther south like in santa maria or something because it looked like a hills right up on the water yeah. but the fields were there and i'm like this isn't salinas because it's salinas is flat you yeah. know okay is is out there now i know i can kind of picture almost exactly where it is in prunedale yeah we kind of cheated that but you know it's all good but they seem to be cool they you know it looked like yeah. it looked good and the, and they were probably like hey man you got to pay for that strawberry bro <laughs> <laughs> no actually the owner uh oh, i forgot his name but uh it's like mendoza farms um he was nice enough to let us come a day early so we can kind of choose out the spot we wanted to film at and he gave us like free Three baskets of strawberries. <laughs> really? Pretty badass. I didn't have to pay for the food that day. Yeah. But because uh, I have to do like uh, when people shoot movies with me, I got to pay for like food. But I didn't pay for that day because uh, we got free strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I was like, There's the cr- that's the craft table right there. <laughs> Everyone take a strawberry box. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So is, is there a plan to release this in a... a at a different time or, or in a more, bro- I guess, broader mm-hmm. thing? Uh, that was the plan. You know, I wanted to originally submit to Watsonville Film Festival, but I just didn't make the cut on time because um, I've been working on a final, final cut. Well, a cut that's like a lot shorter, a lot a lot more um, tight. Um, and I wanted to get original music done, but um, I just couldn't do that on time. So, um and then I'll probably just work on the sequel and just release that. Um, oh, okay, yeah, kind yeah, of incorporate scenes from that. Um, yeah, and it's that's still going to be around twenty minutes. The sequel you're thinking another short film? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, maybe even shorter. Just because I, you know, I don't know if during the premiere, I don't know. I was the main thing I was worried about is that people are people going to pay attention to this like twenty minute film? <laughs> and there was like hundreds of people, not hundreds, but there was a hundred people in the period being like packed in there yeah and you know everybody was standing it was hot and that's my main concern you know the length of the film yeah dude i know all about that we used to do okay now we're 45 minutes to an hour episodes it's hard to keep people's attention Mm -hmm. yeah freaking reels are only a minute and a half long man and that's what people are those are the long ones yeah remember mine yeah exactly dude yeah what six seconds or something videos and now tiktok with like the 30 second videos, 10 second videos. Yeah, it's yeah. tough it's tough to compete. Yeah. That um actually this I'm reading this Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Oh, Scorsese. Scors- yeah, Scorsese's Scors- making the movie. It's supposed to be a 4 hour oh, cut, yeah, dude. And I'm like, "Damn, I could see it. It's dense. There's a lot of characters and a lot of you know, a lot of things to it, but I'm like, yeah. four hours? It's, it's Scorsese, so I guess, you yeah, know, he he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But I'm curious, yeah. you know, it's tough nowadays to do that. Yeah. makes It's so trippy because when movies started, they used to be 25, 30 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, why would you need to go any longer? Mm-hmm. And that was like normal for two-hour movies, yeah. and now they think an hour and a half, it's all getting cut down now. Yeah. So 
All right. So have you started writing Talia's sequel? Um, I have. I'm actually, uh, I'm at 20 pages right now. Um, in the film, you know, she was supposed to meet some guy. Um, and then the sequel, we're getting into why the guy couldn't show up to the date. Okay. Yeah. I was, that was, I didn't. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that that was designed to be that way. Cause yeah. she was walking away. I was like, wait, well, so what happened? Yeah. So, yeah. That, that was my main concern too. Also, like, did people get it? Did people understand that she was stood up? But, um, yeah, that's what the, we're going to explore in the second one, hopefully. Um, but I am, I'm also working on some other short films, which is kind of getting in the way, you know, I want to get out as many short films as I can. And, you know, it takes a lot of work, a lot of mind power to actually sit down and write. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I know all about that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would stand her up, man? That's rude. Mm. I don't know. You gotta. <laughs> I know. Now I'm into it. Now I gotta see part two. Yeah. I talk shit about this guy. We better have a really good story, stranger that never that stood up. Fucking Thalia. Yeah. She, there was so many people there. She looked so embarrassed. The freaking bearded bean was packed, bro. Yeah. She was looking around, and you weren't there. Damn man, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, he bro. messed up. You're a dick. Yeah. She probably went to Kings and found somebody later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway dude that that's freaking and i'd also to reiterate that you you never went back and got like a film degree or anything no man um you know i've been trying but you know i can't do it um i figured i'd just learn on my own just the way i've been doing it since i was like in middle school um all right tarantino doesn't have a film no probably as <laughs> well from usc but anyway go ahead uh, <laughs> it's okay uh Damn, what was I saying? Oh yeah, you know, I rather just learn on my own with learn with my buddies, and because it's because if you if you go to film school, there's um, and you graduate, there's a chance you're just gonna start up at the the lowest position ever. You're gonna become like a production assistant. Um, but I immediately, a lot of people tell me I'm crazy for this, but I want to start off as a big director. I want to be the the main one, the main honcho, you know. The writer, the director, um, yeah. So I just, I figured I'd just do it on my own, and because I feel like that's the only way to go. I don't have a lot of money to spend on film school, so right. Yeah, yeah, that's a big thing, and that's shit. That's that's here with this podcast. It was the same deal, you know. It's like mm -hmm. I, I want to tell the story, but I don't have these things are four hundred dollars each. I didn't have that big <laughs> of money back then, you know, and. I'm, but it was like, but I want to do it. And I, again, I, I don't want to spend two years of, again, at some art school. Mm -hmm. Number one, you got to get accepted. Number two, you got to pay them. Well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that seems like a lot of work. I, I, I can't do all that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just guitar hero mics and a laptop. <laughs> and that's how we started. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, then that's what I love. And that's why I keep wanting to tell these stories. Cause for me and like, Fuck, dude, so many people, not just because we're from Salinas, but just in general get discounted because you, you have that kind of street education, quote unquote, you know, they need to see that paperwork. You, you can be, you can be the smartest person in the world, but if that person next to you has a degree from Stanford, they're going to get the more, more attention, you know? And I'm like, we got to go away from that. We, we like this whole modern time. Again, anybody could do it. Like, we got to realize, like, 
I don't know, nepotism is so big in Hollywood and everything is a sequel of everything yeah. or a reboot. Like, they've run out of ideas. Yeah. There's no more creativity in Hollywood. That doesn't mean there's no more creative people. There's not no more new stories to be told. It's just the same ones that they demanded to tell over and over are just done. They're stale. Mm. And that's why I love, again, like things like what you're doing yeah. is that is you're showing that look, dude. You can be from from a small town with no film history to you know to speak of, yeah. and you can still have that ambition to be the the, the top dog and to do it, you know. And yeah. you don't have to. Again, that, yeah, that's what the old school said. Oh, you have you have to you know earn your chops by being a, a PA and yeah. picking up coffee for Steven Spielberg and having him throw it in your face, you know, like you ain't shit unless you had Spielberg's coffee in your face. And it's like, nah, dog. Yeah. Nope. Nah, nah, I don't have to. That's how you guys did it. Yeah. And, and look what you guys are doing. Yeah. This is You're on Spider-Man 12, bro. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. Like you yeah. guys ain't doing it right. Mm -hmm. And again, sometimes it, it is, it is a struggle. Like I, like I was telling you earlier, you know, doing, financing six podcasts <laughs> yeah. that talk about local topics isn't always the highest paying thing people don't you know there's other sexier higher paying things but it's important to 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 do this because again not only the stories you've told are excellent but they also inspire people like i said yeah. i got something out of your 24 minute film yeah. there were things that i i took out of it that made me think and then on top of that there are people that the film itself might not interest them, but the fact that somebody in their town was doing it without a degree mm -hmm. interest that all of a sudden they're like, I, I feel like I can do that. Yeah. You know, and it's not just me going to the movie theater and saying that like, no, this dude is from here. And then it's so much easier to, again, slide into your DMs kind of thing, <laughs> you know, and be yeah. like, hey. What what did you do for this? How did you get this shot? Or did you get permits? How does like it? It's so cool. To, it, all of a sudden, you have this local community, and and we can do cool stuff. Yeah, and, man. And again, for a long time, just because again, being from Salinas and being from the east side, it was automatically discounted. And it's like, yeah. no, you didn't know that that was actually. That was our secret weapon this whole time, man. Yeah. <laughs> like we we're we got creativity and hustle that you just can't have. Exactly, man. Because yeah. you grew up privileged. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our turn. <laughs> but any I mean and that's where it's now it's up to and it sounds like people did support you. Have a hundred people at, at the screening, that's great. Yeah. But that's another thing is that was you know, if you are local and you do at the time and there there's an event at the Alice House Center for the Fine Arts or there's an open mic old town, try to attend. Try to go. You you don't know number one how much you will might might be inspired. Yeah. Or also you don't know what inspiration you will give to the, the person that is showing their art. Yeah. It is dude, art people aren't always the most outgoing. Like yeah. it's weird because they paint, so you think, oh, you want a bunch of people to see it, but it's like Really, art is like a very personal thing, you know, so it's kind of scary to share it with people because you're sharing a very personal part of yourself. Yeah. So at least talking about myself, when people come out and, and want to enjoy it and experience it, it, it just makes it so much more motivating. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I On the night of the premiere, I was basically just shitting bricks because of how nervous I was. The, the film is such a personal film. Um, it's, there's, I put a lot of my heart out there. And 
I was just worried about the reception. I was worried about what people were going to think. And yeah, like you said, like artists are not that very outgoing people. Like take me, for example, I'm, you know, it's taking a lot of courage for me just to do this podcast. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. It's your, it's your, it's your interview. People have heard me talk about me a lot. But yeah, um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Well, yeah, and and yeah, and that's what because I get that as well. Because I'm I'm here on the mic, and people are always like, "You get shy. You like, dude, you have no idea how terrifying it is. Like, yeah, this is, this is." scary as hell to me but this is what i have to do mm-hmm. to show off my art yeah. like i don't i would for, i would it would love for somebody else to come tell you this story and sell my show and talk about it and but but this is what i have to do mm-hmm. and and it, yeah and it's crazy because i also do a show on on instagram live that one dude video is a whole nother I mean, you're behind the camera, being in front of the camera. I'm like, I don't do that. I remember I had a meeting actually on Friday, and she was like, you know, with my original co-host, and she was like, you remember when we wanted to do it? And you were like, no, like, I don't go in front of the camera. I talk behind a mic, you know, and she was like, no, you're going to go in front of the camera. And, and yeah, and people are, you seem so, so natural, so whatever. And it's like, I'm not. Like I have to do that because I wanted to shoot be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'd rather be again in my room in a corner writing. Man, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, I'd be right by myself. I wanted to be on the outside of the bearded bean when we showed the the film, but people were telling me that no, you have to be on stage. You got to be on the spotlight, man. <sighs> yeah, oh, that would, but, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting uh, again, and this is cool because sometimes you also you 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 feel. Like damn, I'm I'm different. I'm weird. I I don't. I'm, I'll never find my tribe, kind of thing, you know. But just in speaking to you, I feel like we're we're pretty kind of kindred spirits almost. You no, know, it's like, dude, if you're out there and you don't got a lot of friends, <laughs> and you like to draw or you like to write or whatever, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Like you you you're part of a really select group. Yeah. And this town has a lot of people like that. Um, and again, I, I believe you do mention it in that story is that, you know, because there's so there's so much need around here that there's this kind of in, this hustle built into mm-hmm. the, to the people in this town. Yeah. And and it's so it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool to see. And I love that again with the Internet now with places like the Bearded Bean that now are the art gets showcased. Because mm-hmm. one thing to be, oh, I heard about this guy. He made a pretty cool short film, you know. But another thing to to showcase it at the Bearded Bean, you yeah. know, they have a location in Carmel. Yeah. This old town has just been remodeled, multi-million, you know. People are coming from all over the area to come check it out. Yeah. And they're showcasing local art. It's it's so, so important. It's so amazing. And it's so uplifting, I'm sure, to the people that are doing it. Because now they have somewhere to showcase it locally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was... I was really inspired that night, to be honest. Um, I got a lot of, I got a lot of people telling me after the show that like, the first time ever, for the first time ever, people would come up to me and they would shake my hand and be like, "Oh man, good job, man, good job, man." I was really inspired, and um, like we were saying before earlier, um, that's my main goal is to inspire the people, inspire people who are like us, people who are like me, who are very shy and you know, putting their artwork out there, um, and. To and through the bearded bean, I was I was lucky enough to meet Ernest, you know, yeah. master of the bearded bean, 
um, I met him and I figured out, I kind of learned that he's kind of the same way and he has the same ambition. You know, he actually wants to be a filmmaker like me. And so we kind of connected in that way. And the reason he was so supportive is because he wanted to, you know, bring attention to filmmakers um, and he wanted to practice, you know, being part of that, um, that life. And um, yeah, I'm just super glad that the, we were able to connect in that way. And um, yeah, n nothing better could have come up, come, could have, sorry, nothing better could have come up better, like from that experience. Um, and it's just, from now on, I feel like I'm just chasing that again. Like I, I want to keep making art. I want to keep making films because it needs to come out. Like I, I need, to, or else it's just gonna, you know, where where else is it gonna go? Yeah, you know, no, exactly. It's just gonna hurt my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Much, yeah, dude, I I know exactly. There'd be sometimes I'll be tossing and turning. And I can't go to sleep. I just have to wake up and write because I'm like, dude, I gotta get it's it's in my head. I gotta get it out of my head, or else it's just gonna it's just gonna dwell in yeah. there, and I'm not gonna be able to rest. And uh, so I. I fully understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, I mean, is there anything else that we haven't covered yet in this hour that we want to definitely bring up before we sign off? Um, let's see. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I kind of started collaborating with Ness because he wants to be a filmmaker. And, and we come, we've become like good friends and we're currently writing a script, like a full screenplay, um, a full feature film. And those are what, like three hundred pages? Or no, something? like the industry standard. Oh, I don't know what the industry standard is, but studios or producers won't read it if it's above like one ten. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So if you keep it like ninety to like one one hundred five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're, it'll be more likely to be read by producers. And yeah. Studios. Um, but um, the thing is that we want to kind of self finance it first. We want to create a short film out of it. And then hopefully submit it to Sundance, and um, from that hopefully we get investors, and you know we'll be able we'll be able to make the the full film out of that. Hopefully. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. That's like the main dream. I, I tell people that my main goal in life as a filmmaker was to be a, a an Oscar nominated, Oscar winning director, but um, that would be nice. Like that's like a like a perk of being a, a great filmmaker. But uh, I think. Now it's just like I want people to see my movies. I want my community to see my movies. I want people outside of Salinas, outside of the country, outside of, you know, to be able to watch the films that I make and be inspired and just finally look at us as a community. And, you know, I want people to know what the A31's about. Yeah, no, because that's great to say someone in Germany sees it. It's like, dude, I, I think a lot of the same way. And let me go check out this Salinas thing, you know, <laughs> let me yeah. see what that's all about, you know. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, yeah, that, that's what I love. That, that's where I love that. It's more art coming from Salinas and all, yeah. not only that, but it's featuring Salinas. And yeah. that's where I think it's so huge is people are so proud of this area around here. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, and hopefully every, you know, we can all get together as a community, both the, you know, the government and the citizens and, mm -hmm. and really help uplift us and yeah. uplift people like you and, and, things like we need our own film festival you know yeah. like watsonville has one yeah. they're small compared to us why yeah. do we have one um but but people like you are really what's going to push that change so I, i'm really appreciative of you doing your work i'm really appreciative of you coming on the show and sharing it mm. because again I, I think it's also very important um they 
the story. I mean, they can't see the short film right now, you know, <laughs> it's still being worked on or again, possibly yeah. the next one will be, we'll have to wait for the, yeah. the sequel. Yeah. But, but well, I, I look forward to it. Or we'll even connect the, the two and make it like a long film. Hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so pay attention to that, you know, uh, follow, you know, your Ivan Rodriguez or what's Ramirez or Rodriguez. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I was thinking of Robert time. Rodriguez, bro. I'm, just, I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to get you to the Oscars, dog. Yeah. Um. But are you Ivan Ramirez on Instagram? That's your. It's or do a, you have a a business on, one on Instagram? It's Ivan of the Ramirez. Um. I don't have a. I have a, like a East Side Pictures. That's my production company. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't really post to the to that IG uh, that often. But and people can follow me on my regular. You know, Ivan of the Ramirez. And yeah, we'll be posting whenever you come up with anything yeah. else. We'll definitely be posting on the Selena Underground stuff. But Ivan, once again, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you. This was cool. It took yeah. months or, or a lot of weeks to yeah, get yeah. it down, but here we are. Yeah, finally. And yeah, and it'll be out and, and people can hear your story, man. Thanks, yeah. thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah all right. We'll catch you all next time. Peace.